Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. That was a good one. We're going to have a big show. Couldn't agree more. Ah, look, Stephen A. Smith laughing, laughing hilariously. Fake, but still. <laughs> that him and Swagoo? Yeah. What we're going to do on today's show is we're going to watch ESPN and do play-by-play of it. Oh, yeah, like Mystery on. Science Theater or Talk Soup. Play-by-play on, on a panel show. Yeah, or like Cheap Seats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, look, guys are acting like they're upset about something for the next two hours on ESPN and getting paid $12 million a year, too. Yeah, good for them. It's great theater. Uh, welcome in, friends of the feather. It is Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota's balloon party here on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, and standing across from me, looking like he's getting ready to get some work in, is Jackson. He's wearing a Titleist hat, Under Armour shirt, and I am wearing... A golf hat and an Under Armour shirt. I like and it's that. so cute that we're matching. I yeah. like it. It's, it's like darling. when we start dating. We'll have to talk to HR. <laughs> what a conversation that would be. Record that. Uh, hey, uh, Tommy, uh, Jackson and I are dating. <laughs> is that gonna what, make... what's, the, what's the protocol here? Right. Do I have to, is, does Rock have to run the board now on Balloon Party? <laughs> yeah. or... It's a Joe Scarborough, Mika situation on Balloon Party. Jackson, we have John Denton with us at 1015. We'll talk about the Cardinals with the great John Denton, usually with us on Thursdays, but uh, he had to move it to today, so we will talk it over with him. And it is a Friday tradition unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, the Little Piddles six-shooter to, to get you underway here today for the big show where Jackson and I have announced we are dating. And I also got to, I guess I got to text my wife. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be great. Yeah, here's I we I didn't I was out of town last oh, weekend. Oh, it doesn't sound like we have a six shooter. Oh, we got a six shooter. I know right we here. do. I saw it yesterday. Okay. I oh. don't like the last question, by the way. That's fine. I, I think it's kind of a, it's good during football season, but like during this season, what's my favorite bet? I did bet this, so I guess I have it. I'm going to answer six. <laughs> one. I bet I bet the uh, Lightning to win the series against the Leafs before they they played last night. Oh, because it was like nice. plus eight hundred. Yeah. And it was rooted solely in the poor Maple Leafs. Right. And then sure enough. Patty Maroon and the boys go in there last night, and they rip the hearts out of the Leafs fans who get an early goal, and they're thinking, finally, we're going to win a playoff series. And then sure enough, oh, God, I know what everybody in Toronto is thinking this morning. Oh, God, it's going to happen again. they got to go back to Tampa tomorrow night. Tampa Bay wins it. Here comes the Game 7 heartbreak in Toronto. And I got it at plus 800. So now it's 3-3? Three, three. It's 3-2. It's 3-2, three, two. Three, two. gotcha. Game in Tampa tomorrow night. Okay, gotcha. And then we could have ourselves a Game 7 in Toronto. Oh, God. On, yeah. on Monday. That How could, do you do? You might crazy. even watch that. No, but um, here we go. Will Piddles, Friday, six-shooter. I, I couldn't didn't do it last week because I was out of town. I feel like I... Yeah, I'm, you should have sent it in from that cabin. Yeah, Wi-Fi was... 
Hard to come by. Pure hypothetical here, but curious on your opinion. If the Cardinals were in a better position, say maybe one game out of first place, but Walker's stats were the exact same, do you think they send him down? No, I do not. I think that that was the main reason, mm-hmm. that they are in a spot where they're seeing that they're eight, they're, even with the win yesterday, still eight games back and going, we don't have the luxury of letting a guy get right, both offensively and defensively. I understand offense will be the focal point, and most people don't look at defensive metrics, but both offensively and defensively. So that was the reason for it. Yeah, I really think I am in the minority on this, uh, and I'm not trying to do the Colin Cowherd contrarian thing. I'm just telling you what I really think, that I, th- that I understand the move. Now, when I think most people are critical of the move, what they're worried about is its effect on him psychologically or going, if you weren't going to stick with him, then don't have him be with the big league club from the get-go. But I'll use a poker analogy here because I know that's really going to resonate with at least like 2% of the audience. And if you can reach 2% of an audience, you're doing the right thing. Yep. If you make a pre-flop raise, Jackson, and then the, then you notice the action is, is not good for you, whether it be the cards or the post-flop betting, you don't just stay in because you got pocket aces and you can tell somehow you're, you're behind. You know, it's the same suits on the board or somebody flopped a set or possible straight... We're not going to compound the air. We're going to let it go. Don't get pot committed in April with a baseball team. So I understand it. And I know supporting the Cardinals on a, a particular, particular line in 2023 at this moment in St. Louis is unpopular. I am not a rights holder. Mm-hmm. I do not uh, get any compensation from the Cardinals. 101 ESPN has never said uh, what I should say on the air. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure they know this show exists. Yeah, they definitely don't know we're dating. Right. Well, I'm going to find out at 11. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, this is what I think, and I understand the move of sending Jordan Walker down. And I'm a big Jordan Walker guy, but yeah. I understand the move. So there you go. Yes, and if they, were, if they were a game back of the Pirates or Brewers, he would still be with the Cardinals. There's my official play. Now, he played third base last night in the minors. My question is, if we're trying to get him defensively right, he's not going to play third base in the in the majors for the foreseeable future. Why not put him in the outfield so he can get some reps in playing the outfield? That's a, that's a very fair observation. It's a very fair observation. I don't know how to answer that one outside of that's a very fair observation. I... I, I I, just because I agree with him sending him down, I mean, I agree with everything. <laughs> right. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Fair I, enough. But uh, I get not wanting him to, to fall around in San Francisco. That's a tough outfield yeah, with really both is. the wind yeah. and in particular right. Yeah, weird walls. But uh, yeah, putting him at third base, I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe Arnado's might be on his way out. Apparently. <laughs> well, that leads in perfectly to my next oh, question, Tim. I, I could tell there was a segue coming. And I there could tell was. there was a segue coming. Yeah, Lord knows I wasn't going to do the segue. I needed you to do it, but I got it. How concerned are you at the moment about the performance at the plate by Nolan Arenado? In his last 11 games, he is hitting 133 and hasn't gone yard since April 12th. Is he a guy you know will get right? Or are you somewhat concerned that something is wrong? That because of so you can look at. Batting average, home runs, RBIs, your baseball card statistics, mm-hmm. as as ball riders will call them, fine. But what about his exit velocity of 85.6 miles per hour? And how does that compare and control? Let's, let's go into the weeds here with our numbers. That's what this show is known for, stats and stuff. <laughs> and also the host dating. Yeah. Hey, you ever listen to that show that's on for an hour on 101? No, what is it? It's the guys from HD2. Hey, they're dating. Yeah, and they just <laughs> rattle off analytics right, left and right. But if you go into the weeds on the numbers, uh, you would go, well, that's that doesn't add up. And that's what I was talking about with Walker. 
the guy that was hitting in the first three weeks of spring training could not be stopped. Looked like this is easy to do, whether you want to go back to Albert Pujols and his first 10 years in the big leagues, or what Nolan Gorman has done most of his plate appearances in, in 2023, which is an amazing thing to say. Who would have thought we'd be saying that two months ago? But either way, that's what you had. Nolan Arnato has not looked like that guy, and he's not getting great contact. Sometimes you'll get guys who are hitting the ball really hard but hitting in a bad luck. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I was watching the Pirates and Dodgers yesterday, trying to figure out how the hell they're doing it, actually. <laughs> right, right. That was the real reason. So I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I got this Jack or Jeff Sawinski on my fantasy team. Jack or Jeff, doesn't matter. Yeah, either way, he's not listening. And uh, I know he does some good work, but then I don't know the other people. And I go, they're 18 and 8. Who are these people, and why are they winning? <laughs> And uh, and so I was watching him beat the Dodgers again. I don't know what's going on, but uh, with 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 regards to the, the Arnado, I've asked. I'll ask John Denton again. Might ask Lynn Worthy about it when he was on with us yesterday. He was yeah, a great guest. So. Everybody, when I ask about the injury, they say no. But I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's odd. And then I, I don't know if you had to be watching the game yesterday. But when he rounded third to score. Doug Vaughn and I were talking about this on TMA. He looked like he was a little uncomfortable running, but I don't know if we're trying to read stuff into it, but Doug brought that up on his own, and I said, yeah, I noticed it too. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to read in on something like that, and you and you trust a guy like him who's been around for so long and doing it at such a high level, knows when his body is right and knows when it's not, but he's also such a fiery competitor. That he would play through it. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. That, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's strange. And so we were pulling up some of the numbers his last seven days. I think he has three hits and 21 at-bats. This sounds right. One extra base hit or one RBI, one or the other. Certainly not a home run. No. And then in his last 15 days, there is the one home run, but that'll be falling off the stats because it happened on or last 15 games. That happened on April 12th. So I don't. I don't know what to make of it, but it's understandable that the Cardinals aren't succeeding if a guy who was live to win MVP last year and finished top five and a guy who certainly would be live to win it this year is performing as poorly as he is. He's not the only third baseman. Manny Machado has been off to a, a rough Full start, start with yeah. the uh, the Padres, and both the Cardinals and Padres are way underperforming their expectations. Padres probably even more so than the Cardinals, even though their, their record is better. What else do we have on this six-shooter here? Sure. What does the next month or so have to look like for the Cardinals in order for you and the fan base to believe that they are on track to have success this season? What would it look have to look like to think this year is a dud? Wow, that's a nice question. I could fill the whole hour here. All right, so what do we need to see? Need to see Arnado get right. It carries over again. This is such a well-orchestrated six-shooter because each question just flows seamlessly into yeah. the next one. I'm really hitting my stride. I'm excited. I got cabin did you well. <laughs> but, uh, Arnado's got to be hitting. Um, no IL stint. Yeah, right. Someone has to start pitching effectively from the uh, Matt's John Denton, who will join us here in a matter of moments, reported they're thinking about skipping his next start. That. So that might make it tough for him to pitch well. <laughs> right. Woodford, Wainwright category. Got a great start from Michaelis yesterday. Great start. But um, somebody other than Montgomery and Flaherty and Michaelis, you can't have, because those guys aren't going to be consistent enough that they're going to do that like three straight starts. You just know that going in. I think everybody understands what I mean. Let's compare and contrast. I'm going to go extreme on Yass, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. All due respect, 
Michaelis Flaherty Montgomery is not that. Therefore, there were going to be some days where Montgomery got raked one time. Flaherty's had some control issues this year. Michaelis has had a couple of bad starts, yesterday not being one of those. Yesterday was outstanding. Therefore, you can't have four and five be surefire dumpster fires because, A, it's going to make it tough to win the games, and, B, it's going to compromise your bullpen. So you need to see those two things, to me, that have to stand out. If Dolan Arado is not right, you're going to have a real tough time. Yeah, right. A real tough time. Yeah, it's an uphill battle if you're no matter No matter what, uh, because he's, he's that important. And I think it speaks to some of the problems they have. People will talk about manager or starting pitching or John Mazalak, but you don't want to hate on Nolan Arenado. But Nolan Arenado's number is real rough here over the last 15 days, and that's why it makes you wonder what's going on. Uh, what else do we have here on the six shooter? Uh, it's probably I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some producing, which I just don't never you do. ever cut me off. <laughs> I should just I should just. I've been hit doing it. low powered AM radio in this market since 2002, <laughs> and now I got called up to the big leagues, HD two, in a closet next to a bathroom, and you're gonna cut me off? <laughs> All right, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So now that I've decided it's the right thing to do, we'll do it. But otherwise, right. we're just going to keep going and let John Denton just sit on hold and listen <laughs> to this nonsense. John Denton will join us in the next segment. You're welcome to call in 314 or text in 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Leave a mic drop, 101 ESPN app. John Denton, MLB.com, joining us next for your questions and comments, which are welcome to be sent in as we talk about the state of the Cardinals next here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, you just heard me ask Jackson if John's on. This is full on honesty and media. This thing's off the rails and I'm not happy about it. Jackson's cutting me off. Thank you. Exactly. That's the way you host a show. You blame the producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to balloon party here on 101 ESPN, it's Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota's presentation of Balloon Party. Go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and support our presenting sponsor. I am a client of Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the program John Denton, friend of the show, regular on the show. Usually Thursdays, today it's a Friday treat. Morning, John. Hey, Tim, how are you? Wonderful. How's everything going with you? Are you traveling right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the airport now, so, uh, you know, long trip. Wow, <laughs> long trip I, 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 it's weird that I could sense that you were in an airport just by hearing it. Yeah, you know, there are lots of people who uh, who feel the need to talk at the top of their lungs with <laughs> the person standing next to them, so I apologize for the noise. No, I just, I was like, that sounds like airport noise. Uh, not, a, not a direct flight back from San Francisco to St. Louis? <laughs> no, 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 not, not exactly. <laughs> yeah, I understand that program. Uh, hey, we were discussing this, and I know we talked about it when you were on TMA on Tuesday. I just want to revisit it, because we were going over after over uh, some of Arenado's uh, numbers and uh, also... Uh, you know his exit velocity here uh, this this season and, and recently, and they are down. I asked you if there was any chance that he was uh, hurt, and you said no. I saw him at the ballpark getting early batting practice on Monday when you showed up to to San Francisco. Anything anything on that? We we noticed him grimacing, rounding third when he scored yesterday, and so just trying to explain, you know, what is a subpar performance to date for Arenado. You know, it's it's him. It's, it's a little bit shocking because there's nobody who is as consumed with hitting as Nolan Arenado. He, he sometimes takes a bat home with him at night. He takes a bat to the hotel. He watches himself swing in the mirror. 
He gets to the ballpark at 2 o'clock some days and hits for hours. Uh, you know, we were making the joke last night. He's got a warehouse that he hits in in L.A., and we were figuring he probably went straight from the team plane to, to the warehouse to hit all night. That's the kind he is. But it, it is shocking that he's, you know, he's, he's in this, uh, this slump right now, and there's not even good swings, which is weird for a guy who knows his swing and is usually so dialed in. Uh, but, you know, I go to last year. He was a player of the month in April. He had the worst May of his career. Then he hit 290, 355, and 364 the next three months. Yeah. So at any moment, it could click for him. Well, that's great. And, and, and certainly Cardinal fans want to hear that because uh, you just I, I, Jackson and I were theorizing he's the kind of guy that if he were hurt, he might be the kind of guy because I'm just going to play through it. The team needs me. The right. team's struggling, and I'm not uh-huh. going to say anything. I'm just going to grind through it. I mean, obviously the Cardinals dealt with that in a very uh, fatalistic role last year with Ryan Helsley taking the ball against the Phillies. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's, it's plagued him before. But that's good news. I mean, if he's yeah. out there grinding and he has had the, the, the off and on month, months, then, then that, yeah. that, that, that's certainly a, a positive thing to hear. Also a positive from yesterday is what we saw from Miles Michaelis. The Cardinals needed that, not just both with the performance, but also the innings, and they got it. What have you observed on Michaelis's April, which certainly has had a wide delta? Yeah, you know, Tim, his first three starts, he had a 10 ERA. It was, you know, one of the worst pitchers in baseball, and since then, he's gotten that ERA down below three the last three outings, and Yesterday, he really had that – It's that I call it the Greg Maddox pitch. It's that sinker that he throws right at the hip of the lefty, and the guy flinches, and then it breaks right across the plate. Uh, you know, three of the first five lefties he faced, he struck out looking. So that, that lets you know, like, right away that he had his good stuff. And, you know, Miles challenged guys yesterday. He threw his slider in a lot. Uh, you know, he, he hit a guy in the ribs who stole a base off of him, which I would guess was not exactly coincidental. Uh, you know, so – when, when Miles is willing to pitch in, when Miles has that, that sinker working to lefties, uh, you know, he, he really got it back yesterday. And, and Ollie said, hey, that's the guy we're used to. That's the guy we saw last year. And that's the guy that the Cardinals need him to be. You know, it, he, he's a guy who signed, you know, a, a two-year, uh, two $40 million extension. He's going to be around here a while. They need him to be a stopper, a guy who puts an end to losing streaks, a guy who goes out and, you know, has a quality start. It was his first quality start. It was his first win. And, you know, lucky for him, there was a ball hit right to Alec Burleson with the bases loaded. There was a ball that Andrew Kisner made as good a play as has been made all season by the Cardinals to to save a run there. So he had some good defensive help behind him. Yeah, that that play specifically, I agree. Sometimes we'll, you know, because there's 162 of these things, we can overvalue a play. But, you know, you wonder where that game goes if Kisner doesn't make that play if the base runner beats him to home and then that keeps the inning going, plus the Giants have a run, who knows, and then the Cardinals are sitting there dealing with a potential sweep as opposed to feeling like they got one right and could have a little momentum. That play really was a significant moment in that game, and who knows, maybe we could look back and it, it could be a significant play for the Cardinals in general. Yeah, you know, you know, a lot of people bang on Kisner because he doesn't hit the ball well, and but he's actually started hitting it a little better lately, but... That, like you said, that was as good a defensive play as as you can see because he was alert. He got out of his stance. He got the ball without running into Miles. Miles joked afterwards that pitchers are the best athletes on the field and maybe catchers are the second best athletes on the field. <laughs> uh, but they didn't run together. You remember the Cubs had a perfect game working. Uh, yeah, Smiley. And Jan, Jan Gomes and Smiley ran together, and luckily that didn't happen. Uh, 
uh, Kisner did say, he said, Miles could have at least given me a shove on my my drive, <laughs> my dive home. But he's got a nasty strawberry on his right forearm from, you know, diving and hitting the ground and making that tag. But his tag was perfect because it, it hit the guy's forearm uh, as he's going for the plate. So not only did he, you know, he knocked his knocked his arm away from the plate and got him out. So it was a heck of a play by Kisner. Really was. Set the tone for the Cardinals, putting some runs on the board and starting in the seventh with Alec Burleson's home run, friend of this program. And uh, and then they scored in the eighth and the ninth, and that's where Paul DeYoung also did some work. Uh, he had a home run in the eighth inning, his second of the year. He is currently hitting 471. Jackson, my fantasy baseball team, uh-huh. went and picked him up yesterday. I'm buying <laughs> stock on Paul DeYoung. What do you think of what Paul DeYoung is doing here in our very small sample size theater this week, John? Why why not, Tim? I mean, this kid's hitting everything. It's 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 good to see. Like we all know. Paul DeYoung is a great, great human being, like a great guy, the kind of guy that you pull for because he's so nice and, you know, so respectful to everybody and his teammates love him. And and what he's gone through the last three years is is awful. And, you know, he has to keep proving himself every day. But the way he looks at the plate where, you know, there's not this big high leg kick and he's off stride, off balance and all that, like he's on time now. He's not off balance. You don't see him falling over when he swings or falling out of the box. Uh, it's you know there's very minimal parts moving so it's a quiet swing and and it's doing some loud damage so far so you know that this is just what the thing the Cardinals needed like they needed more people to hit the ball to get them out of this skid and you know those are the lineups that win in the playoffs the lineups that are deep you know you have the stars at, at three four five but you got to have guys at the end who can get it back to the top and that's what Paul DeYoung is doing so far. John, you had the report yesterday uh, from sources with the Cardinals that they are looking at the possibility of skipping Stephen Matz's next start. That is in correlation yeah. with Adam Wainwright's eventual return. What can you tell us about the thought process with Matz and uh, anything new since your uh, report yesterday? Yeah, you know, Wayno was pushing hard to to come back to the major leagues. He wants to get back to the Cardinals as soon as possible, and, you know, nobody can blame him. Uh, He needs five wins to get to 200. He needs 15 to get to second place all-time in Cardinal history. He wants to be back. Uh, You know, he he, he really liked his last outing. Uh, You know, he he gave up seven hits and three runs in in double-A, but the Cardinals convinced him eventually that to do one more rehab start, he's going to throw 90 pitches, and then I really think five days later he's going to be in the Cardinal rotation. You know, they're, they're contemplating what to do with Stephen Matz right now. It's, you know, it, it's been a rough go. Uh, he only lasted four innings the other night. He only gave up two earned runs, but he had traffic the whole night long. I think mm-hmm. he stranded five, five runners in the in the first two innings. And Stephen's really frustrated. And you know, Stephen even said the other day, he said, I, "I've got to make some changes. I've got to come up with something different because." You know, he gave up his fourth two-out home run, which is tied for the most in baseball. And Stephen has this knack of getting ahead in counts and wowing people with his stuff. But then he'll groove a ball right down the middle with two strikes, and that just, you know, you can't get away with that in this league. And four home runs, uh, you know, leads with, with two strikes. So he's got to figure out a way to, to close out at bats and, you know, finish guys off. Yeah, so with, with Steven Matz's situation and possibly even Skip, does that mean that Woodford stays in when Wainwright returns if this is the, the plan the Cardinals decide to go with? Well, I think the next couple of days will play out, you know. So it's uh, you know that it's something they're still looking at, they're, they're contemplating. Uh, I think maybe Steven Matz might now. Now the sound with, with 
now that they've made the decision that Wayne is going to start one more game in, yeah. in the minor leagues, yeah. I think Stephen Mats will get one more start. And then if it goes badly, you know, it could be a, a situation where, you know, where Jake Woodford beats him out for that, for that uh, last spot. Uh, you know, they tried Mats in the bullpen last year. It was effective somewhat. But at the end of the day, if he's not going to close out hitters, you know, uh, and he's going to keep putting them all over the bases, you can't come out of the bullpen either. So, you know, Steven knows that something has to change, something, you know, he's, he's got to make some improvements to stay in this rotation. John Denton, MLB.com with us, usually joining us on Thursdays. Today, kind enough to join <laughs> us on Fridays as he is uh, flying back from or flying to uh, Los Angeles for the Cardinals and the Dodgers, which gets underway this evening in Los Angeles. Jack Flaherty on the mind. Hey, I want to get your perspective on this because we haven't talked since it happened. The Jordan Walker news. How surprised were you by it? And what do you think of the Cardinal decision? Well, Tim, I was very surprised. I mean, if you're going to do this, why even bring him up, you know, to start the season? Uh, it, it doesn't seem to add up. Uh, that, that's why I, I keep going back to the theory that this is not so much about Jordan Walker. This is about the outfielders remaining, and basically the clock is ticking on those guys. If, if, you know, they're taking away the excuse, basically, that, oh, we're not in rhythm, we're not getting enough at-bats. Uh, you know, yes, Jordan Walker needed to work on some things in his swing, but the kid's not the fall guy for this bad start. Uh, you know, he's, he's been more than adequate as a, as a 20-year-old rookie so far. This is about those other outfielders, the Tyler O'Neills, the Dylan Carlsons, the Alec Burlesons, and, and Newbar. This is telling them, all right, you're going to get the at-bats. The clock is ticking. You've got a month. You've got six weeks. Uh, you know, if, if things don't improve, if they don't start getting more consistent uh, production from those guys, I think they, you know, that would be the group that they would pick from to, mm-hmm. to trade from potentially. Interesting. So, you know, this is one of the things that I, I, you see talking about, but is there anything to it? Were any of those guys, to your knowledge, not happy with the lack of consistent playing time? And did that really cause what wound up taking place with Walker. Well, you know, no doubt, uh, you know, John Moselak said, hey, we can't keep doing what we're doing because it wasn't working. Right, they, they went right. into the offseason thinking they could juggle five outfielders, but, you know, there's there's always grumbles that, hey, I should be playing more. And, you know, Ali Marmol even said the other day, I'm not going to sit here and say it's fair for Dylan Carlson to play only three days a week. I'm not – going to sit here and say it's fair for Tyler O'Neill to play well for two days and then have to sit out the next day. So, you know, they want to try. Uh, like I said, this is not about Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker's going to be back in probably a month. Jordan Walker's going to be their right fielder for the next decade. This is about getting Tyler O'Neill going. You know, history shows when he plays a lot and he stays healthy and he's in the lineup every day, that's when he has his best production. So, this move is totally about sparking Dylan Carlson, sparking Tyler O'Neill, and and trying to get you know Newport going better. Newport started off well, uh, had the thumb injury, and it's kind of going through a, a little bit of a lag now. So this move is totally about trying to get more out of those those other four guys. Cardinals and Dodgers this weekend. Then they head home and take on the Angels and begin a homestand that will feature the Tigers as well next weekend. John Denton will have all of your coverage, MLB.com, and a regular here on Balloon Party, TMA, and throughout 101 ESPN. John, we appreciate it. As always, have a wonderful weekend, sir. 
Thanks so much, Tim. Take care. Take it easy. Thanks, That's John. John Denton with us here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And you are welcome to give your thoughts on what he had to say by texting in the Air Comfort Service, text line 314-399-9646. And, of course, using the 101 ESPN app to leave a mic drop. All right, uh, we will have the second half of the Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter, plus... Uh, Jackson is going to issue what I would describe as an emotional apology uh, that he owes all of you in the audience, um, and I and it's and, and that's 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 before you even do the Sports Center update. So there's there's a chance of two apologies. Just we don't know what you're going to be apologizing for with the Sports Center update. I want to be apologizing for anything for the Sports Center update, but I do. Yeah, I'll issue that in the next segment. Oh my gosh! Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackson may have been wrong, and we had a recent guest text him to correct him. Jackson will be apologizing, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm going to stick around for the second half now. Because <laughs> you were planning on I was going to pull out. I was going to go get some work in on the yeah. range. Yeah. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I'm handling so much business over here while you're running around the hallway. Sprinting. Like a fancy lad. Is that what fancy lads do? Yeah, I mean, you have salespeople who want to talk to you. And you just blow past them. Yeah, you think, I've noticed you think you're better than people. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, if you're not talking into a microphone, I, I truly don't have time for you. Mm. And I don't know if that makes me come off as, like, unrelatable or something. Right, right. But it's just the truth, and this is honesty and media. So. Well, you've learned from the best. And even if you are on our talent, you have to be HD1. So you wouldn't talk to me? I'd talk to you from the hours of 10 to 11. <laughs> Respect that. At 11.01. Just text me. Jackson, it's time for your apology. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're uh, starting the segment really not with hat in hand. No, complete opposite, in fact. <laughs> Total conviction. What would, you, what, would you, what would you like to apologize to this audience for? Sure. So in the first and I segment. And I spent like three minutes going, by. I didn't know that. Don't understand it. Well, it turns out it was a lie. Well, why is it? That's a, I don't think that's right. But it was in the first segment I talked about why. In Memphis, they would play Jordan Walker at third when he yeah. clearly needs work in the outfield. Um, we went on that, talked about it. And then in the commercial break, I got a text from uh, the Lynn Worthy, who was on the show yesterday, who's Friend outstanding, of the show. who's awesome. And I got uh, emails from listeners saying they really enjoyed his appearance and wanted him back on. How about he's that? He's great. He's great. Um, and so... Uh, he texted me that, and it wasn't like that Lynn did some real deep dive uh, reporting here. He just sent me the box score of the Memphis-Durham yeah, Bulls game. He essentially text-dunked on you. He did. And said, nice uh, job, Lynn. It said Craver yeah, Robertson. too. <laughs> Craver Robertson was playing third. Jordan was in right. So, so where'd you get your information from? I don't know. I just noticed your voice, like your 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 
you, your, your lips trembled when I asked that question. I don't even, I don't know the answer. I felt someone said something about it. Oh, my word. And I just kind of ran with it. And you know what? That's bad. There's John Kioski. That's bad journalism on my let's, part. Let's, let's have HR will be waiting right there at 11 o'clock. Well, it's going to be wow. awkward when we tell them after this that we're dating. Yeah, I guess we got two <laughs> things to tell them. Yeah, maybe not worry about the dating thing. And no, they're just going to terminate you for this. You said, your answer was, I thought I felt like somebody said something. In so many words. So, yeah, I thought. So then you're like, what do you think of him playing third base? And I'm like, I didn't know he played third base. I don't really have an explanation for that. What if I would have take Smith to that? What if I would have take Smith to that? Well, and like just started screaming about the Cardinal organization. You want Jordan Walker's defense to be better? In the outfield, then why is he at third base? Yeah, that would have been It's an embarrassment! That's what I could have done. I could have take Smith it. Yeah. Sent the resume real to ESPN. Been debating Stephen A. Smith this time next Friday about the Knicks. Fortunately, because I'm a pro and a Hall of Famer, honestly, I go, I haven't heard about that. I don't understand it. Meanwhile, you're over there spreading lies. I would just say if that was to happen... Uh, or were, uh, you just die on the hill and say, no, he played third base. I don't care what the box score says. I don't care what the, I don't care what Lynn Worthy yeah, I don't care what the covers writer. the team and just texted me in. Don't care. It's I saw him play third base. Yeah, I saw him play third base last night, and anybody who tells you otherwise is part of this big conspiracy. Uh, a lot of text coming in following this half-assed apology. That's surprising. That's not truth in media. That's from the 660. We're giving away tickets. I'd love to. It's honesty in media. Well, it's neither. <laughs> Common mistake. Third base and right field are basically the same position and not yeah. opposite ends of the field. That's they from are. the 636. I couldn't play either. According to MLB website, Jordan Walker played right field last night for Memphis, not third base. Not sure why that was reported by the translucent one. Way to do your research. Now, can you please tell us who the hottest coaches are in the NBA? Please and thank you. I can give about Rushmore. I think it's Quinn, Missoula. I'll go uh, Darvin Ham, and I'll round it out. Uh, with Sp- Eric Spolstra. Well, if Randy didn't get a chance to rank his hottest NBA coaches, you can tell everybody that miss. happened on 101 ESPN at 1043. It's a miss, character. Almost as bad when he thought Aaron Judge played in the National League. I never once said that. That was such a that's such BS. Uh-oh, you got, Jackson's rattled with a jab. That's such BS. I never once said that. I know that the Yankees play in the American League. I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> Good job on the research, Iggy. I mean, Jackson, that's from the 314. You bet. You bet. Listen, hey, nobody bats a 1,000. It's evident. Have you seen the well, Cardinals at play? Least, at least you sourced it so well with, I think I feel like somebody said something. I definitely heard it, and someone said it, and I just ran with it. Who said oh, it? Oh, I don't God. know. They'd toss you out of the journalism school for that. Good thing I never went. Yeah, I would actually agree with that. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, the listeners aren't necessarily feeling forgiving on this Friday. And that was fun with alliteration. Yeah. Feeling forgiving on this Friday. Yeah, that is what nice. What do you feel like forgiving? Do you, why don't you forgive the audience? Why don't you go above and beyond right here? And you forgive the listeners for attacking you for spreading lies on this station. I forgive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I never forget. Ow. Didn't know I was last listening to... Oh, I can't read that one. On HD2, I would, but I can't hear right. Pick my spots. Hey, Billy Huso doppelganger. <laughs> when you bringing back, so what'd your grandma think? Giannis had a good one. I got to tell you something. 
I enjoyed the Villa Huso doppelganger, but I the thought is actually actually accurate. The, and I and I know what he's talking about. And this actually would tie in. I know people would think Jackson's just trying to force NBA into the show, but I do think. And then Mark Cuban had a great tweet about it. I didn't see. I didn't see all kinds of levels to this. I'm actually interested in doing this. Well, it's actually crazy because my next question on the Little Pills Friday Six Year is about Giannis's question. So many great things are happening on today's show, but it's not going to matter because number one, we're dating, (laughs) and number two, you're spreading lies about Jordan Walker's position. Yeah, I know. It's this is like the perfect crossroads show. Yeah. It's like two different directions we could go. The stock is skyrocketing and yet it's crashing. And what is Wall Street going to do with this show? Sell. Sell, but then we buy it back. Like Taylor Motter. Bingo. All right, what do we have? So Giannis gave a great answer to a tough question. Do we have the I mean the people probably in this especially in this audience probably didn't see Giannis's answer. And that's their own fault. But, but it's but if we're gonna talk about it, then maybe I should break here. Yeah. This is this is not, I promise you, you know me. You know I'm a Ladoo 9. <laughs> you know I'm not going to lie to you. This is not Jackson going, so what do you think about Trey Young? You know, it's not, this, is, this, is, yeah, this is a bigger picture thing, sports media question. This is Giannis calling into the show, chastising Jackson for spreading lies about Jordan Walker's minor league position. That would be the greatest thing ever. It was, I, this, is, this is a textbook question that's been going on Really, probably since the advent of Twitter, and that's what Mark Cuban called out about is this is this is a clickbait question, and then Giannis gave this great answer. It can apply to the NHL. Probably the Bruins would get asked this question. Yeah, right. As a matter of fact, if they don't get help, I mean, if they don't get past the Leafs or the Ning, they'll get. I promise you, they would. So we'll talk about it next. It's worth sticking around for. I promise you. It's a balloon party driven by Mung and St. Louis Acura on Twitter. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions like... Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh. Or... What went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? What's that? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match, me, you and I? Right, it's a clown question, bro. Now it's time for. So, what's your grandma think? You know what? There is no better way to send us into the weekend than, than that intro. Honestly, so I could. And, and, and having having not heard it for like a year <laughs> makes me really appreciate it Absolutely. even more. Uh, all right, so we're playing the intro because we have this sound. And it really is a good exchange, and I'll read the Mark Cuban tweet in response to it. This is following the Bucks, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, getting eliminated by the eighth-seeded Heat. Uh, Giannis was asked uh, a question that is asked of every team that was a heavy favorite at the end of a postseason, uh, and then it got going. Take a listen. I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh Okay, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know. Um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never... I don't, know, I don't want to... 
I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year, somebody else is gonna win. Simple as that. We're gonna come back next year. Try to be better. Try to build good habits. Try to um, play better. Not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. You know, I, sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year. And I, last year I was in the, in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. But I remember it. There it is. All right, I love that. Yeah. I can go, I can go off on this. Uh, there's so much I, I agree with there. Um, I disagree that there's no such thing as, as failure in sports. And I, but in fairness to Giannis, I don't think he ever looked at the Brett Cecil contract. Right. So, in in overall, I love the answer, and I also love that he's clearly fired up. But he apologizes a couple times because he's like, I don't. Want, it's not personal. This isn't you. But he's making a, a broader point. Mark Cuban. Quote tweeted this sound yesterday, and he said, Great response, Giannis. This response should be required viewing for every sports media member and sports journalism teacher and student. Headline-seeking questions that look good in a tweet are what sports media has devolved to far too often. It's also on ESPN and TNT to not accept this as state-of-the-art. Of course, not all sports writers or beat writers fall into this category, and difficult questions that require difficult answers need to be part of the game. But gotcha questions are still far more common than insightful questions, and questions about actual basketball strategy are rare. How far away are we from sports writer GPT being a better source of postgame questions? It'll be interesting to see where this side of the industry goes. That's Mark Cuban. I agree with a lot of what he said. I would tell you this as somebody who has been on the receiving end of getting my ass lit up by players and coaches and whatever, and it just you don't take it personally. You're just kind of used to it after a while. You can ask a great question. The response can be terse or condescending. And it doesn't make the question bad. Oftentimes the audience, understandably, psychologically and totally subconsciously, hears the response. And if the person answering the question goes, oh, it's a great question, Tim. Oh, that was a really good question by Tim. My question might have been crap, (laughs) you know. But if I get my ass ripped, it's like, oh, what a stupid question. Exactly. Now, in this particular case, this is a very cliche question that then leads to what I agree with Mark Cuban. Uh... Giannis says season was a failure. That's the headline, and that's what it is. Or Giannis says season not a failure, despite the fact that the number one seed Bucks right, right. become only the sixth team ever to lose right, right. to an eight seed. So it's a, it is a gotcha-esque question, not to say that the reporter was trying to, quote-unquote, get him. It's just become so commonplace to ask that question of a high seed. And like I told you, if the Bruins were to lose in the next round, I assure you, you will be you will hear whether it be Jim Montgomery or Pasta or whomever will be asked that question, was the season a failure, even though you broke the regular season record? 
And so I like that. But what I would tell you is this, and I don't know what time it is, 10.57, oh, I got like another minute. Most of the time, the athletes aren't as introspective and self-aware as Giannis right. in that particular moment or him in general. I mean, he's, a, he's yeah. an incredibly intelligent and Very thoughtful so. guy. Sweet guy, too. I can't speak to his sweetness, but I but I have heard him do interviews, and he really digs down. And then also to have the presence of mind, to, you know, you can tell he's fired up to not, you know, to make make it clear he's not angry at the guy per se. It's not personal; he just doesn't like the question. Then also to point out, what does that mean? One team had a successful year, exactly, yeah. and then the other, however many in whatever league you're talking about, all failed. So that's and I and I talked a little bit about this with the Cardinals in 2022. The Cardinals in 2022, for a lot of people, the season was, at this point now, viewed as a failure. Why? Because they got swept by the Phillies, which then tilts me about Major League Baseball. That you play 162 games, and you can lose two, and then go, well, the season was crap. But the season wasn't crap. Ali Marmol is not clueless. He guided that team through some tough patches, and they won the National League Central. Had a bad eighth and ninth inning against the Phillies in game one, but that doesn't make him forever wearing the scarlet letter of being a bad manager. So people can have bad nights, bad days, bad games, but that does not forever taint them. And to simplify it to failure or success and try to catch you as a number one seed is, relatively speaking, trivial. So I loved his answer. I didn't necessarily mind the question because I understand that it's asked and I don't think it was intended to be gotcha, but it is Twitter Twittery. It is, yeah. And I'm not really down with Twittery. All right, it's 11 o'clock and I got to go. Jackson, we're going to go meet with HR. You're going to apologize to them about making up things about Jordan Walker's mission, and we're also going to tell them we're dating. We'll yeah. just see what happens. Maybe we're back on Monday, maybe we're not. <laughs> yeah, Either way, uh, we're going to go out and ball strike on a lovely Friday afternoon in St. Louis. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and all in Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.